The Don't Drown podcast would like to pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land in which we record on. We honour and pay our respects to elders past, present and future, as well as Indigenous languages and cultural practices that are seated on all lands throughout Australia. We acknowledge that storytelling, wisdom and healing has been an integral part of Indigenous practices for eons. So when we share our stories, impart wisdom and provoke healing, we pay homage to the sacred ceremonies that these practices derive from. Hi, and welcome to Don't Drown, a place for all you self-growth seekers navigating the ebbs and flows of life. We are your hosts, Talia Ben and Ebony Ormaki. This podcast will be centered around the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of self-exploration and development. We will be delving deep on those tougher topics to have you feel more seen, heard, and equipped to deal with this thing that we call life. So stay afloat with us as we laugh, cry, and try not to drown. Hey. Welcome back to the Potty Pod. You are here with Talia and I'm doing a solo episode today to talk about tools for your mental health, well-being and self-care. So tools can help you build resilience, understand yourself emotionally and enable you to self-soothe and regulate, especially when you are in a really heightened state and you kind of just feel like you have no way out of that. When I first started I guess my mental health journey of kind of working through a lot of my trauma, I picked up all of these little tools on the way. So I do want to preface that I'm not reinventing the wheel here. If you jump on Google and search for mental health toolkit or tools to help you with your mental health, I'm sure a lot of what I'll be discussing today will pop up. But I just really wanted to discuss like I guess my experience, how they've really helped and benefited me um, in the hopes that maybe there's a few things in here that may help you guys. So I'm excited to jump into it and discuss this all with you today. So let's go. So before we jump into what the tools are, I did want to preface that intentions are incredibly important especially when it comes to using any of these tools in your day-to-day life. I think it's uh, important to kind of set the intention and tell yourself that this is for me, this is to benefit me rather than doing it when you don't want to. I've definitely sometimes felt like trying to I guess do any of these things can feel like a chore sometimes. I kind of use the analogy as it's like going to the gym. And I know I've touched on this before in an earlier episode that you really need to build that routine. And it's incredibly hard. Trust me, I suck with routines. They are not for me. Um, I can kind of equate that to being how I was raised. I was raised in a lot of chaos. So routines can be triggering for me sometimes, but I guess that's a part of having a toolkit to kind of break out of those cycles and use those little things that you can to build a new life for yourself. With setting an intention, I felt like it was like giving yourself permission because there's definitely been times where I wake up and I'm like, 
I know I need to meditate and I know it's going to benefit me, but I just really couldn't be bothered. And oh, what's one day without meditating? Trust me, each day you can meditate, it's going to count. Each day you can do at least one of these things. It's really going to count in improving your well-being. And so with that, I wanted to start with noting. So I'm sure you guys have heard about noting before. Um, It's something I learned about when I first downloaded the Headspace app many, many moons ago, I believe when it first came out. It's about 2015 or 16 when I first got the app. And it was the first time I've ever meditated to anything that was just purely guided meditation without any music happening, just someone just talking. And uh, the gentleman in the uh, meditation was talking about noting which is basically a way for you to be conscious and aware of all of the thoughts that kind of swirling around in your head. I was watching a YouTube video the other day. Um, It was a Cody Ko YouTube video. If you know, you know. He was talking about this Reddit post he was reading Um, And within the Reddit post uh, was someone asked a question about like, how can you sit there and watch TV and kind of slowly fall asleep? But then by the time you get to bed, it's like your brain is awake. And the explanation here is, I'm I'm paraphrasing, so I'm probably going to butcher it, is that think about your brain as like little parts and they all have voices and they're all speaking to each other. When you're sitting there and watching TV, the main part of your brain that's watching the TV and taking the information in is telling the rest of your brain to be quiet. However, when you then go to sleep, you're not concentrating on anything anymore. So it then enables the rest of those parts of your brains to speak up. So they're all kind of like chitter-chattering to each other. That's, I guess, a perfect way to kind of enter in noting. When your brain is chitter-chattering all the time, when you're conscious and aware of the chatter, you can say, hey, I'm concentrating right now. I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to be present with myself in this moment. This thought isn't needed here. I'm going to note that and park it. So I think noting is incredibly important, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed by the clutter of thoughts. Trust me, it can get hard when your anxiety is really ramped up to 100. But when you feel like you have the capacity to or the moment to, noting I think is beneficial to kind of slow your thoughts down, which then in turn slows your heart rate down, especially when your anxiety is getting really, really high. And then you can bring that breathing into it and slow it all down. Journaling is one of my favorites, although it can be, you know, hard when you're putting pen to paper and really your heart out onto a page. But I find journaling a really important tool because you're able to get everything that's going on in your head out onto a page and read back to it. Sometimes I will talk to myself in the car and what comes out of my mouth, even though it's in my brain hearing it, sometimes allows me to kind of see it in a new perspective. So I feel like writing it down, journaling it, and then going back and reading on like back onto it 
can really help you decipher what's going on in your head, understand how you were really feeling at that moment. Because especially when you are feeling super heightened, it can be really hard to understand where it's all coming from. It just kind of pours out of you. And then when you, if you can take a moment to write it all down and revisit it, that's going to really enable you to get a better understanding of your internal world. Next is stretching and exercising. My least favorite things to do. But I will say it really just helps moving your body. And again, like I said at the start, if you can set that intention of you might not want to do this, but afterward you'll thank me. And I have never worked out or gone for a walk or moved my body and regretted it at the end of it. And of course you don't because those endorphins are pumping. I guess if you're doing a really hard workout, you might regret it afterward, but it does pay off. Moving your body and stretching, and I think really taking the time when you are stretching to focus on your breath is a really great way to ground yourself. And one thing that all of these things will have in common is there's really important moments of reprieve. I think that we all underestimate how much we have going on in our lives, how much access we have to media and content, and we are constantly absorbing new information all of the time, which can add to our anxiety as well. So taking those moments of reprieve, being one with yourself and really just showing yourself that you love and you care for yourself, as silly as it may sound in the moment, it's it's really helpful and it's super beneficial. Moving your body, stretching, breathing. I don't like breathing like we don't all breathe. Like I hope you're all breathing because otherwise you'll be six foot under. But when you take those moments, you will notice how much, I guess, like stress it alleviates. Because I think when you are super, super busy, you're absorbing all of this information. You just go, 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 go. It can build up a lot of tension, resentment. And so moving your body and stretching and being one with your breath, I think super, super important. Another one is having a hobby or doing something creative. I know not everyone is into doing creative things, but it, you know, you don't have to particularly be into it. I guess it's just a way to, again, quieten your mind and really focus on the task at hand. The task doesn't have to have a point. And I think that's something that was a really hard pill for me, especially to swallow. I grew up in a household where I felt like if I wasn't doing anything of purpose, I was worthless. So monotonous activities were a hard thing for me to do because I felt like, well, if it doesn't have like a greater purpose, then what's the point of even doing it? But again, sitting down, giving yourself that mental reprieve, focusing on your breath and and doing something creative can alleviate a ton of stress. So uh, Kmart has like amazing little like um, paint with numbers And the kit comes with paint and each color correlates with a different number. And sitting down and focusing on that was so much fun. Coloring in books, mindfulness coloring in books. I 
love doing those. They alleviate a lot of stress for me. And it kind of brings you back to being a kid again. I used to love coloring in when I was a kid and you just kind of get to repick that up and enjoy it again. Another thing I guess I love to do is makeup. I'll sit down and I'll do my own makeup, which I, I absolutely love doing. That relieves a lot of stress for me because I feel like my brain just goes into, I'm focusing on what I need to do. There's plenty of other things that I guess you could pick up as a hobby or something creative that you can do. I would love to get into pottery and ceramics. It just looks like so much fun. You can also get um, clay from Kmart. I know Ebony loves to make like little clay animals and she's really, really good at it. And I think that's just an amazing way to kind of give you like that little bit of time for yourself doing something creative. Another one that is one of my favorites is reading. I love to read. It's hard sometimes, especially if you are just loading yourself up with self-help books. I am guilty for that. Um, it can get really overwhelming at times. So I think when it comes to reading, changing it up if you can. I've always got a few books on rotation a fictional story, fantasy, sci-fi, and then I will have a self-help book, which I find it's good to have the two in rotation to give yourself some mental reprieve if you feel like one book is overwhelming you. But again, taking that time out of your day, whether it be just 10 minutes of light reading, is just like giving yourself a nice mental break. Now, EFT is something that I've spoken about briefly before. Um, emotional freedom technique. So again, like I've stated, I love Brad Yates. Um, I believe I've left uh, a link for his YouTube channel and I'll do that again um, in the show notes. So you're ba basically tapping on different parts of um, your the side of your hand, your face, your head and your chest and under your arms. Um, I believe they're called meridian points. Um, and I'm just paraphrasing here. If you jump on the internet and you Google um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, um, it'll give you all of the kind of understanding that you need. Um, but from my understanding, it is a way to help you um, kind of process whatever you're feeling or um, manifest I have gone on YouTube before and I've had a little search for EFT for anxiety or EFT for manifesting money, like all of those things. And I find it incredibly helpful to alleviate anxiety. And I really love it because I feel like it gives you that instant relief in a way where you do feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Um, so I would highly recommend having a Google of that or going on YouTube um, and kind of having a look through. You can find videos that only go from five to 10 minutes, which I think is super palatable and easy to follow along. And trust me, you'll feel that instant relief. Um, EFT has helped me, especially when I'm feeling super emotionally heightened. Um, and when I am feeling that way, I find a good reliever for me is being in water. Um, and so sometimes I'll sit in the bath and I'll do EFT or I'll do it while I'm in the shower. And when I get out, I just, I feel really, really good. So I think that's definitely an important one to have in your toolkit. Another one is affirmations. 
Now, for me, I remember when I started consistently with daily affirmations, that was really difficult for me um, because a lot of what I was affirming I didn't resonate with. Like, I love myself or um, I am strong, um, I am kind, I am worthy, I am enough. All of those things felt super foreign to me. It can be quite hard in triggering uh, when you do start off doing affirmations. I guess writing down ones that resonate with you and kind of amping them up from there um, because I guess you are reprogramming that system within yourself that tells you that you aren't good enough, that that affirms the complete opposite of the things that you should be believing about yourself. So I would say with affirmations, start off small, but it's interesting for me to reflect back on when I did start with affirmations in comparison to doing them now, I really, I feel them, I believe them. But when I started, it was, it was hard. I would cry reading them out and it took about a year for me to really start slowly resonating with them. But once you get to a point where you, you do keep reaffirming those every single day, you will notice that those patterns within your brain will slowly start to break down and change and, and, you know, you will start feeling the way about yourself that you should feel about yourself, which is that you are worthy and that you are loved and that you are enough, because I think those are three of the most important things to reaffirm to yourself. One thing that I've added into my toolkit that I absolutely love is doing one nice thing for yourself a week. So you should be doing nice things for yourself every day, but I'm talking about a purposeful, intentional, nice thing that you're doing for yourself. So that could be getting yourself an ice cream, buying yourself a candle, taking yourself out for dinner, doing, getting your nails done. I get my nails done every fortnight and I'll think of it as a complete chore. And then I started to say like, no, I'm going to slow down. This isn't a burden or a chore. This is an hour to two hours where I get to sit here and just enjoy myself and enjoy this kind thing that I'm doing for myself. So I think, again, with the intentions going into it with I'm doing this for myself. I definitely have had days where I'm like, I've had a shit day. I'm going to go get an ice cream or I'm going to go get a chocolate. But I think reframing that is I want to do a really nice thing for myself today and I'm going to take myself out and do this thing for myself. And I think that is incredibly important because I'm sure that all of you have done a nice thing for someone else. So when you're able to do that for yourself and regularly, um, it kind of just reaffirms again, your worth, your love for yourself, and that you are enough and you are deserving of nice things, especially giving nice things to yourself, purposeful things. So I think that's really important. Like all of them are important. I feel like I keep saying important, but they're all important. So here we go. <laughs> Meditating. Again, I touched on this in the beginning. Meditating can be incredibly hard. I know I've spoken about meditating with a lot of my friends and they're like, boo, I hate meditating. I can't get into it. And trust me, it was really hard for me at the beginning as well. Um, and that's when noting came into play because my brain was like, blah, 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 blah. It still is to this day. I'll be trying to meditate and I'll just be thinking about the most asinine things. And I'm like, can you not? This is like, you know, 10 minutes for myself. And when I started reframing that, like this is 10 minutes for yourself in 
the morning uninterrupted, just breathing. And when I was able to reframe that, that really did help me. And Again, with meditating, I just jump on YouTube and I'll link it in the show notes as well. Um, The meditation channel that I love to use is called Great Meditation and they upload, I think, a couple of times a week and all of their meditations are guided um, with beautiful music in the background and they're all geared toward different things, whether it be anxiety or um, self-love, self-growth or what have you. Uh, But I really liked it because it was an approachable way to start meditating you can do five-minute meditations, 10-minute meditations, or 20-minute meditations, and so on and so forth. So I think it's a, you know, a good way to get yourself started and get yourself used to it. But meditating is, again, incredibly important. And like I said, I hated it to begin with, but I can say that it's, it has really, 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 really helped me. The last thing I did want to touch on, especially if you are a person who gets their period, um, is tracking your menstrual cycle. This is one that is incredibly important because I don't think it's spoken about enough how important it is to track your menstrual cycle and understand what part of your cycle you are on. Again, I have linked in the notes um, a website that I've used to kind of get a better understanding of my menstrual cycle. Um, So with it, you start menstruating, which is usually three to seven days. Um, Your hormone levels can really decrease during menstruation, which can result in like cramps and tenderness, irritability, and especially fatigue. And fatigue is one thing that gets me. I feel like I have been like the life has been sucked out of me. And so I think once I was able to track and understand that I was feeling really kind of low energy and it was around the time that I was menstruating, I feel like it kind of takes that pressure off yourself because sometimes you think like, oh, why am I so tired? What's wrong with me? But when you have a better understanding of this really major thing is happening within your body every month, it kind of alleviates that extra stress you put on yourself. The next phase is the follicular phase. A lot of women say that they feel their best during the follicular phase. Um, You have a lot more energy during that phase, and that usually goes for around 14 days. And then you jump into ovulation, which I believe happens for 24 hours. Your hormones can rise to a peak during ovulation. You can sometimes uh, get like breast discomfort and tenderness around those days and bloating, Um, but your sex drive be high ladies. So (laughs) I know that's the time when you can fall pregnant, but that's also the time to do the deed. And if that makes you feel good, then chuck sex into your your toolkit. And then lastly is your luteal phase, which is for about uh, 14 days. And then I know for one, my skin is the absolute worst. My acne starts really flaring up, hormonal acne, which is really like painful around the chin um, and my neck area. You're irritable, anxious, um, and you can get a lot of tenderness like in your breasts, in your joints, especially for me, my lower back just goes crazy around that phase. So I think having that in your toolkit as something to 
just track um, to get a better understanding of yourself and what's going on in your body. I've also noticed tracking my menstrual cycle has helped me kind of understand, okay, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm also going to start menstruating in a few days. So I'm going to slow down. I'm going to adjust what's happening in my life, adjust things in my toolkits. Usually those times are the times that I will journal more or meditate more and especially tap like EFT tap more because those are the times where I get way more like irritable. I have no patience and a super short wick. So my temper is <laughs> insane. So being able to understand that one, my anxiety might be heightened and then as well, I might come into like menstruating gives me a better understanding of the things that I need to pull out of my toolkit. So with all of the tools that I have mentioned, I have tried before to have them a part of my daily routine. Sometimes it's hard to squeeze all of them in, but I think it's important to adjust what's right for you for a certain day or a certain week. So sometimes I will say like this week, I really want to focus on journaling and reading and doing my affirmations. And then another week, I might want to focus on some other things. But if you can have at least one or two that you do on a regular basis, that is really going to help you, again, build up that resilience and also understand yourself more emotionally. And I think when you can get to the point where you are able to self-soothe and regulate yourself emotionally, it's really liberating. I was out the other day and something had triggered me and I was just feeling like I was just going to cry in the middle of the shops. And I'm not afraid of crying in public areas. I just cry all the time. I'm a cancer. What can I say? Tears just fall out of me. But I just, I didn't want to. And I wanted to cry in peace and I wanted to honor all of the emotions that I was feeling but it wasn't the time. So I just held my own hand and just like took a breath and took a beat and was like, it's okay. You're okay. It'll be fine. Take a breath. And then when I got home, I let myself cry and then I journaled and I had a stretch and it just was so liberating to be able to go out and understand I'm feeling super overwhelmed. I just know now's not the right time to cry. I don't feel comfortable right now. And I really want to honor those emotions properly. So being able to know that I was there for myself was, again, just really liberating. So I hope some of these tools help you um, because I just think they're great things to have in your back pocket to just give yourself a better understanding of yourself. Because like I said a few times during this episode is you are all incredibly worthy and loved and enough. And having these things that you can do for yourself to show you that, I think is just going to, you know, really elevate your life and really help you, especially when you're feeling super low. So 
Thank you so much for listening. And I was really happy that I got to share all of my little tools. Um, If you have your own tools, I would love to know what they are. So please feel free to DM the Don't Drown Instagram. I would love to know what your tools are. And if you've tried to use any of these tools, I'd love to know if they've helped you as well. So thanks for chatting with me today. And I hope you all have a great week and I can't wait to chat to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Don't Drown podcast. We upload a new episode each week. So to stay up to date with everything, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Don't Drown Podcast. Thank you.